Trust is the main part of all relationship with God. Everything in our lives, good, bad, or indifferent, depends on our relationship with Him. And trust is how strong we are in our walk with God. We must trust that God loves us and will always be there for us. So join the messengers today as they take you on a journey into trust and what it means to give it all over to Him. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. That never gets old. No, it doesn't. But never gets young either. That's true. It just stays in the middle, I it think. It stays about the same. There we go. Yeah, so that's just, you know, you find something right in the middle and you just stick with it. That's right. right. <laughs> no changing. <laughs> so we have a great show for you today. We have a great show for you every time, I believe. <laughs> I believe so. But today, uh, we're going to be talking about something that is really on your heart. Yes. And what is that, Madam Trisha? It is... Trust. Trust is something that is very strong. Absolutely. It is It is very important, not only to trust the people around us, but especially to trust God. Yes. It is one of the most important parts of our walk with God. If we don't trust Him, we're going to have a hard journey and miss out on so much. If we don't trust Him, we can have anxiety, fear, and suffering among other very unpleasant feelings. But if we do trust God, we will have peace, love, joy, and all of the other inspiring gifts of the Lord. That sounds good. I want that, don't you? That sounds great, but I just want everybody to know that that doesn't mean just because you trust in the Lord that everything is going to be hunky-dory. That's right. So we want to put that out there. Right. All right. But you will have good things if you trust in the Lord. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are exercises that many people do today, and they're called trust exercises. I'm sure most of you, some of you are familiar with this, and and, and as we are. Yeah. So, they, like, one person falls backwards, and others are there to catch them. Unless they fall forwards. Unless, and they shouldn't fall forwards. Make sure that person falling knows which way you (laughs) where you were at. (laughs) All right, so when they do fall back, it proves that the person can trust the ones who caught them. We need to do that with our spirit and God. We need to be able to fall into him and trust that he will be there for us. And the greatest thing about when we fall into God's hands, he's on all sides of us. So we can't, it doesn't matter which way we fall. He's there to catch us every single time. That's true. Very true. Well, trusting, believing, and faith go hand in hand. We cannot believe if we don't have faith and trust in God. We cannot have faith without trusting and believing God. And we cannot have trust in God if we don't even believe and have faith that He is there. There's a lot there, so I hope everybody caught that. Yeah, go back and read that because that's a little confusing if you just run right through it. If you just hear it for the first time, too. That's right. So rewind it. (laughs) All right. Well, trust is first. If you don't trust that God will help us, then we will not believe that anything will get done. If we don't believe, we'll have no faith. When we trust, we can believe that God will do what he says. Then we can step out in faith and trust that God will be there to help us on our journey. Amen to that. Amen. So the Bible says that we're to trust God with everything we have. That's right. And that's over in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. And this is out of the NIV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. All right, that's good, too. Yes, it is. We have mentioned in the past that I am currently writing a book. So it's from words that God has spoken to me, and I've written them down in some journals. Now, these words are meant for everyone, and there is nothing special about me that God gives me words to do this. It's just that I am listening and writing them down. So I believe that God really has a word for every one of us, and if we will just listen, we can hear and, and understand God and what he's trying to tell us. Right, and that doesn't mean you have to write it down. You know, he could just speak to your spirit, and you can learn and understand that way. There you go. I just wanted to put that out there, that it's not because I'm special that these words happen. But these words are meant for everybody. Here are some of the things he says about trusting completely with all of ourselves. One of the entries says, Trust me with your thoughts, your feelings, and your heart. And then he says, When you don't trust completely, you don't give me your whole heart. You keep some back, and that is where the enemy strikes. He knows he can't touch the part that you entrust to me, but when he plants that sliver of doubt, he can get to all of your heart if you're not careful and don't trust. Don't give him a way in. Guard your heart. Trust me with all of it. Don't hold anything back. Hmm. Those are pretty good words. Those are good words. So the book of Psalms is full of people professing their trust in God and urging others to do so as well. So here's just a couple of examples. Let's look at Psalms 25, verses 1. And there's three of them, so we're going to be looking at these out of the NIV. So Psalms 25, verse 1 says, In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. And over in Psalms 31, verse 14 says, But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> and the last one is Psalms 56, 11. In God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can man do to me? That's right. That's a good question. When you trust in God, nobody can do anything to get to you. So the Bible tells us that God is our strength and our fortress. And fortress is a word that basically means he's a safe place for us. Imagine back in the older days when a city was surrounded by thick stone walls. This was to protect them from the enemy, right? Right. Well, that is why the Bible says that God is our fortress, because he surrounds us and protects us from the enemy. That's right. So let's look at a couple of verses that talk about this. These, both these verses are in Psalms, and they're out of the Amplified. So the first one is Psalms 91, verses 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, with great confidence and on whom I rely. Mm -hmm. And the second one is Psalms 18, verses 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and the one who rescues me. My God, my rock and strength in whom I trust and take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my stronghold. That's a lot. That is he a is lot. a lot. <laughs> So the Bible also explains that God is our refuge. He is a safe place for us to dwell. He longs for us to simply trust in Him and rest in His mighty, capable hands. He wants us to feel safe and secure. So imagine Him just wrapping His arms around you, 
to hold and protect you from harm. I love that. Yeah. You can just see. That's a great visual. Just yeah. seeing God wrapping his arms around you, keeping you safe and protecting you. And I know you always talk about there's times when you're praying in the spirit that you actually go before the throne of God. You're at his feet. Uh-huh. And sometimes he just picks you up and puts you in his lap and, and holds him holds you next to him. That's just right. It's, it's, that's gotta, I've never felt yeah. that myself, but that's got to be an amazing feeling. It is. Just crawl up in your daddy's lap, and he is there to protect me and take care of me. Amen. Amen. All right, so here's a couple of scriptures that deal with uh, God as our refuge. So the first one is out of the NIV. It's Psalm 62, verse 8. It says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. The next one is Psalm 73, verses 28, out of the Amplified. But as for me, it is good for me to draw near to God. I have made the Lord my refuge and placed my trust in Him, that I may tell of all your works. And another one is also out of Proverbs 30, verses 5, out of the Amplified. There's a lot of scripture in this one. There is. Every word of God is tested and refined like silver. He is a shield to those who trust and take refuge in Him. And guess what? We've got two more. And uh, this is Nahum 1, verses 7 out of the NIV. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. And the last one is Psalms 36, verse 7. This one's out of the NLT. So how precious is your unfailing love, O God? All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. Yes. Amen. I like that. So God not only wants us to give him our trust, he wants us to do so joyfully. And that may seem a little hard at first. When you first start to trust someone, you're a little, you know, trepidatious. Yeah, you don't really know. But when we truly give our cares and concerns, it gets easier to trust him. Baby steps. That's right. And each step we take of completely trusting and believing gets easier and easier. Right. We have more faith to help us trust him more and more. So let's look at some scripture for that. (laughs) More scripture. There you go. And uh, this is Psalms 28, verses 7 out of the NIV. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. The next one is Proverbs 16, verses 20. This is out of the NLT. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Joyful. I think that's a great thing. It will is. be joyful. Yes. The next one is Isaiah 29, verses 9. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Isaiah 25, verses 9, out of the NIV. In that day, they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in Him, and He saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in Him. Let us rejoice and be glad in His salvation. That's right, and I think it's neat that he talks about salvation, even there in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a foreshadowing of what was to come. And the last one is Romans 15, verses 13, out of the NIV. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. I'm just making you work today reading all those scriptures. That's fine with me. <laughs> So there are several journal entries about being joyful and trusting not only in the good times, but the bad ones too. So the first one says, trust, rejoice in me always. 
especially when things are going wrong. That's when I'm hard at work. That's when the good comes out in the trials. Don't let your flesh weigh your spirit down. I love that. He also says, you need to trust me in the good times and the bad. Remember whose you are. That's a great word, whose Whose. you are. And that is we are God's children. That's whose we are. Absolutely, it's right. (laughs) Well, there are different levels of trust. In some situations, we're able to easily trust that God can and will do what he says in a certain area. But sometimes it's harder to believe right away. This has to deal with our personal walk with him. A friend might be believing for the same breakthrough that you are, and they are confident and assured, while you are left wondering and slow to trust. Maybe that person has already dealt with a situation like this before, and they are ready to trust due to their success last time. You know, you may never know. It's between their walk with him. And it's all about the relationship each of us has with God. We are on a daily walk with Him, and where we are can determine the trust we have. So another journal entry reaffirms this. He says, If you are focused on it, the problem, and don't give me a chance to help you, you are not going to trust me enough. If, however, you look to me and give me all your cares and concerns, then you can easily trust. And sometimes we trust and believe, but don't see things happen right away. Mm-hmm. And this is when we need to trust Him the most, because something great is more than likely coming our way. That's right. So it seems that the longer the time we have to wait on His response, the greater the answer is for us. God has His own timetable, and we really are not privileged enough to know it. That's right. It could actually be harmful to us to know what will take place because we could hurt ourselves trying to do something in our on our own that only God can do. So we could mess up the wonderful plans that God has for us. And I don't I think I would ever want to do that. No. But I've done but it before. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's easy to do. It's just you don't want to do it. So we need to trust and do not doubt, as the Bible tells us. We need to find a way to trust in God for the answers we are seeking. We are to put our full trust in Him, knowing that He not only will answer us, but that He wants to do so. He loves to answer us, even when we don't like the answer sometimes. And when we don't like the answer that we get, it is for our best. He answers us with what we need and not necessarily what we want at the time. We are His beloved and he longs to give us the desires of our heart, not only for our benefit, but for his glory too. Yes. So we as believers, we need to trust that he is inside of us, helping us make the right decisions. We don't always realize it is him who is nudging us in the right direction. Do you ever feel that? When yeah. you kind of get a nudge, like, I, sh- I think I should do this. I think I should go that way. And you just kind of ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you before. ignore it. Sometimes you just, you do, you follow it and you go that way and you see yeah. plenty of benefits. But I know there's been times that I've ignored it and I know there's something that I missed. And then I go back and I say, oh God, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah. he finds somebody else. Yes. And he can nudge in that direction. And then he gives you another direction to go. Right. That's right. 
So we need to trust that he is always with us and will never leave us or forsake us, as it says in Deuteronomy. You said that good wrong. (laughs) Good wrong? What does good wrong mean? No, she said that right. So Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 out of the NIV says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay, so... We're going to go on to a section that somebody asked us about. We were asked about how to trust God to be able to talk to people like a testimony we heard in church. This lady was saying how she went places like Walmart and spoke to people the Spirit sent her way. She felt in her spirit that she was able to talk to these people that that she was that were put in her path. Right. And so... This is done by the Holy Spirit. When you have trust in God, you can ask to receive the Holy Spirit into your life to lead and guide you in special ways. You need to really put your trust in the Holy Spirit to do the things she does. But you certainly can. Right. Anyone can do it. It's not just one or a few people. It's, it's anyone can do it. Right. If you pray for the Spirit to guide you and listen to Him, you can go and do anything He leads you to do. So Marcus, what is one way we can get stronger in the Holy Spirit? Well, what it is, it's a special prayer language. and that people, Some people may not know what it is, but the one, one of the best ways to do it is to ask God for the gift. And what gift is that? The gift of speaking in tongues. That's right. Now, not everybody is going to understand uh, what they're saying. Sometimes there will be a, a way for you to understand it, but not. But sometimes, most of the times, actually, you won't understand what you're saying. But what you have to understand is this. It is your spirit talking directly to God's spirit. And your spirit prays perfectly. When you become a believer, you become uh, one-third complete. You are perfect. You are made up of spirit, soul, and body. So when your spirit becomes renewed, when you first believe, that means your spirit has been renewed completely and has been made perfect and cannot uh, be changed. That's right. No matter what you say, do, or anything that you uh, may pray against or whatever, you cannot change the fact that your spirit is perfect at salvation. That's right. So what your spirit prays when you're praying in, in the spirit is perfect and it is exactly what needs to be said mm-hmm. at that very moment. That's right. So, and you have the Holy Spirit when you are saved, but when you invite him into your heart, when you pray for the Holy Spirit to come into you, you have this power that you did not have before. And that's when you usually get the gift of speaking in tongues. That's right. And speaking is in tongues is kind of just an utterance that comes out from the inside of you and that's what Marcus was talking about you may not understand what you're saying but words or syllables or things just come out of your mouth right so but don't be afraid of it don't be afraid of it (laughs) we've we've done a show on this before but um we can go back and do another one if we need to if you have any questions or concerns just email us And we'll tell you how to get in touch with us at the end of the show. That's right. All right. (laughs) So we've talked about that. And 
we have some verses to go along with this. Yes, we do. So both of these verses are out of the NIV. The first one we're going to look at is Ephesians 6, verses 18. It says this, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Jude 1, verses 20, out of the NIV. It says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. And it has a comma there, so go back and read the, the continuation of that in Jude 1, verses 21. So, when you believe you are, you are strong enough in the Spirit to go and witness to others, simply ask the Holy Spirit to show you things you need to do, places to go, or people to talk to. Remember that when you ask God to move in your life, you can't take those words back. That's right. That's Yet, very important. <laughs> God's equipped you with everything that you need, including witnessing for Him. Uh-huh. And the Bible says that we are to be witnesses to the entire world. That's right. And that's, let's look at Acts 1, verses 8 out of the Amplified. But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. That's right. How's that? How's that for a... uh, A good show. A good show, yeah. That's right. Great way to end it. We're not done yet. We're not. We're not done. Yet. <laughs> yeah, don't turn it off. <laughs> At the end of every episode, we always give uh, people the ability if they have never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I, I want you to know that this is the absolute most important decision that you will ever make in your life. It's more important than uh, what college you're going to go to, yes. what job career you're going to choose, what car you're going to get. None, none of those things. All those things are materialistic. That's right. And they are not going to last for eternity. Nope. However, the decision you make here on earth will last for eternity. And whether you spend it in heaven or in hell, that's going to be what this decision is all about. So this is what God's word promises, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that's out of Romans 10, verses 9 through 10. And if you skip a couple of uh, verses down to Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So by God's grace, he's already done everything to provide salvation. Your part is to do just two things. What are, the, what are those two things, Tricia? Believe and receive. Absolutely. They, they rhyme, but right. they go together. They do go together. So, if you felt this tugging upon your heart, like you've, well, you know, you may have tried to do the things that I've tried to do. Try to fill this hole or this void up with things of this world. You know, they, they work for a little, little bit, but then that void never stays full. There is only one thing that will fill that void, and that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're trying to put worldly things in a God-shaped hole. That's right. And that just will not work. Nope. So if you, you can also equate like, you know, square pegs in a round hole. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, if you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and, and change your eternal address, mm-hmm. I, would, I want you to pray this out loud with me. I don't want you just to say it in your mind. I want you to say it with your mouth out loud. Say this, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. 
by faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. So I just want to encourage you that if you just said that prayer, don't stop there. You need to get the word in you. You need to not only make this decision, but if you don't allow the word to become a part of you, the Bible, then you're going to fall away because immediately the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's exactly what he's going to try to do. He's, He's going to try to make you think that what you the decision you just made didn't mean anything but guess what he's a liar that's right so i want you to uh if you need to get in, in contact with us we'll get you a bible if you need to but there are free bibles out there there's bibles on the internet you can go to like biblegateway.com that trisha always talks about yes uh there is uh ones for your phone if you have a smartphone if you have a dumb phone then go to the website <laughs> But we want or to get pick you, up a Bible, right? But actual we, Bible. We want to make sure that uh, you don't just stay in that same decision and not and not do anything because right. you will have persecution coming your way. And our pastor said something neat this morning about salvation being the. How did he exactly put it? Oh, he said salvation is not the finish line; it's the starting line. That's right. So, that's an important thing. Yes, it is. You know, that's that's the beginning. It's not the end. So, but we hope you guys have enjoyed this. If you need to contact us, you can go to our website, themessengersradio.com. Click on the contact button and you'll be able to fill that little form out and that will go to both Tricia and myself. Or uh, our individual emails are there as well. I'm going to test Tricia. You can go to our (laughs) Facebook page and if you go to facebook.com forward slash messenger radio messengers radio oh, okay. you so forgot the s that's all right messengers that. radio you can get to our facebook page <laughs> and like us on there if you haven't done it before yes you know we're, we're we've got over a hundred people right now so Yay. we're excited so until next episode we hope you guys have a great day we love you we love you and have a fantabulous day evening whatever it is for you <laughs> that's right bye-bye now bye Thank you for listening to The Messengers. And don't forget to visit us at our website, www.themessengersradio.com.